Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. Gonna hit the town. Yeah, I'm gonna make some noise. I'll push past the pain and my wounded pride. I'm gonna live it up. Yeah, stay out all night. But sure I've had some better times. And I can't count all the tears I've cried. I may be down my last time. Yeah, but the blues took me just. Welcome to the KGXT Studios Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Even though you just heard that in the preview, we're broadcasting 200 feet below occupied California. Yes, we are. We have special breathing apparatus. Well, it's not true. There's just a hole that we dug and stuck a pipe down here. <laughs> we have to take turns sucking in and out on this pipe, getting the clean, farm fresh air produced by the cows. Oh, that's what that pipe's for. That's what that smells for. Oh. God, good God. I'd said, I'm going to the fire station and getting some of their oxygen masks. I'm going to drill a hole in that and just talk through it. That'll work. Cleaner air than this shit. Hi, oh. Genix Dad. What's up? What's going on? Nothing. I'm I, looking. I'm looking particularly sexy with my hair slicked back in my sleeveless shirt. You got uh, the Pat Riley look going on, ladies. You have to envision it because it's it's just magnificent. Ladies, leave your man at home. What? I'm sorry. I'm singing a song. I was in the middle of, of wooing. Don't stop me when I'm wooing. I'm Go wooing. Go ahead, woo away. I, I did. I said, ladies, you're going to have to imagine that hair slicked back, sleeveless shirt. No, yeah. Not talking about sitting here in my boxers, scratching my butt cheeks and stuff. I'm leaving that part out. That's what he's really doing. I mean, you know, just you mind. Look at your screen. I'll look at mine. Don't look at me. You don't watch what I'm doing. And, and he's got curls in the back. And certainly don't tell them what I'm doing. You, if you see me scratching my butt, tell them I'm doing something else. And scratching your balls. That's and enough. Else. Now, see, I'm not. I didn't do that. I Okay. I did that before we pressed record, so it doesn't count. Okay. So um, the kid put out a thing on Instagram about asking people uh, if they would like to ask us questions. I don't have to answer anything. I have no clear recollection of that ma- ma- that matter, Senator. So Instagram gave us quite a few questions that we're going to sit and uh, talk about today. Oh, I don't know anything about them. Oh, goody. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Right. Um, so, so these are from listeners, followers, viewers. Yes. Okay. On Instagram. All right then. So you know, I don't I, know. I don't know who did it. I want you to know. I like the Instagram crowd a lot. Other than. They stir up more shit uh, when they when they get into a comment thread. They'll f- they'll catch fire. But when they're not, they actually are more attentive than almost anybody else. And it's no offense to the bottom of the glass nation crew. It's just that for the amount of people that are following Gen X Talks on Instagram, their participation level in in viewing stuff is through the roof. Oh, they, by far. What yeah. are we up to on on? people i have to go look what is our follower count on instagram um we were a guess well hold on let me okay i'll guess the whole thing 1.1 million on tiktok um 360,000 on the facebook personal page wow 417,000 and some change on youtube ah did you notice i'm going in order yes youtube blue youtube business page has now surpassed youtube what over four hundred and seventeen thousand? He's at four twenty thousand now. Wow, it's growing still. And Instagram, I want to throw out that we just crossed two hundred thousand 
I'm thinking that was the big milestone there. Yes. At, at two, 202, I'm guessing. We're at 205. Wow. Now on see, Instagram. Okay. So so out of all these channels, the kid puts up a short video, and he gets about 50,000 views to the 100, 200,000 if it's a good one. But 50,000 okay. is his average. He gets 50,000 off of Instagram, and there's only 200,000 people there. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, that's they're that's, very loyal. Oh, it's huge. You know, when you when you say you got one mil, one point one million on TikTok and you get fifty thousand views, your your audience participation level is not that high. I got yeah. I got to tell you, it's pretty crazy. I yeah. mean, it's grown from when did we start with it? Uh, God, it was just a measly well, little two thousand. And it was the last one. It yes. was the last one. It was the runt of the litter for sure because <laughs> it, it was sucking hind tit from v- the very beginning. Yeah, well, it's not the runt anymore. No, it's sucking harder than all the other ones because it's growing. Um, there are times I go on and read some of the comments, you know, what's posted on there, and then I go back, and it's pretty amazing. I love when it stirs up uh, memories or people go, oh, my gosh, I forgot about this, or the other one is, yeah. we were just talking about this. That's somebody else say the that. Only or- thing I, the only thing that is that is worse on Instagram is those dudes, if you go back and read every now and then, you'll catch a thread and some guy will go fucking sideways on on the the image you posted, what you're saying, or what what was the other one? It was uh, uh, Challenger. You posted a thing about the Challenger. Oh, yeah. Does everybody remember when the Challenger, 1987, it, it blew up? And this guy went into his conspiracy theory on how the astronauts are still alive and everybody lived, and it just went on and on, and people were yelling at him, and he was cussing back. I'm like, guy, it's just a, it's just a meme, dude. I it's know, just it a just, post. It was just asking, where were you that yeah, day? Yeah, do you remember? Good lord. Yeah, some something. people take it over the edge. But hey, speaking of that, what do you think of that conspiracy theory about the challenger? So yeah, the conspiracy theory is that people still believe that they didn't blow up, that they're still alive. The astronauts weren't in it. It blew up. Okay. Um, they're all living there. So what do you think? Not, not even a chance. I don't think so either. I mean, how could there be? First of all, what for? Exactly. So you, what now, benefit is it's that? Like, it's like when people say, it, it, "This is NASA." We're talking about NASA since you brought it up. People say, uh, "Well, the you know the the moon landing was faked. Why? Well, so that NASA could get more funding. All right, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, okay. If you can pretend you went to the moon, you can get more funding and go again and do it. All right, I got that. But then you get into other conspiracies like, "Well, NASA just pretends the Earth is round for funding." What? What, what funding are they getting pretending the earth is right? Wouldn't they get more funding if they came up one day and said, holy shit, we figured out the earth is flat and we were the first ones to do it. That's just like this. You think that they blew up the space shuttle, faked the death of seven astronauts, had to keep them from their families because the, the shuttle did blow up. That's not part of the conspiracy. You, you, why would they blow up the well, for funding? Oh, I see. So you basically almost lost your entire funding. You lost your entire program. You knew the shuttle was going to blow up. So you, you, you moved all the astronauts to a secure place, let it blow up. And then you did NASA to cover for what? Why would they, why would they let their space shuttle blow up? They, they almost lost all their money. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, why would you even come up and believe that thing? The like, stuff that people come up with when you, when you, the only answer they've got is like, well, why was that a conspiracy? Why did NASA do that? Oh, uh, you know, it's a secret. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> okay, it's a secret. NASA, NASA lied for funding. Oh, oops, they 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 lost all their funding. The, the program Why was shut down. Why would they blow up a, a billion dollar shuttle? No, well, they say they moved all the astronauts. None of the astronauts were in the capsule. Understood. All right? but so you knew it was going to blow up. 
But why would they blow up a billion dollar aircraft just for the hell of it? Yeah, like just to see what would happen? Is that, was that their test flight? It, it wasn't for funding. <laughs> was it their test flight to see what just, would happen? It's the dumbest things. You know, that I saw um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I, 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 there's so much stuff I don't like about Neil, but some stuff I really love about Neil. And he is a smart astrophysicist, and he talks about all sorts of conspiracies and how do people believe some of the stupidest things they believe today? And he was being interviewed, and he, they listed like three or four just common conspiracies that everyone goes, what are you talking about? He said very simply, he goes, well, there's always kind of been these people out there that had the conspiracy theory. However, because of the age of the internet, now they gravitate toward each other. Now, now they can find each other. You know, in, in 1987, yeah. when the space shuttle blew up, if someone were said, if someone ran out in the middle of the street and went, it's a conspiracy by NASA, nobody listened. Yeah. So the, it just kind of petered out. But now you can find thousands of people that had the same opinion, and then websites come up, and then you know these these sarcastic because everything on the internet is true. Everything, and then these little sarcastic proofs come by. Well, it was this, and it was clearly that, and then it builds, and you lose sight of the fact that it was that you, you're full of shit. You lose sight of that, and you get all wrapped up in the conspiracy. And boy, people like a good conspiracy. So be, Neil deGrasse Tyson said he listed like four or five super common conspiracies that he goes it's only because of the internet this shit would not even hold water in any other time in life except right now so that's where that's where we're all stuck with it I, we I, all have to deal with it now. okay well yeah since you brought that up that was one of the the posts that were was blowing up on instagram about comments well, i like the attention it got that people everybody remembered where they were Yes. Everybody. Yes. The other one that just blew up lately is the picture of the dad. Dad goes, let's take a picture that will make mom angry in 1970. The oh, kids have a cigarette, cigarette and, and they've got holding beer. beers. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would fly nowadays. No. But that was normal. Now, since we're on the topic, do you remember where you were when the shuttle blew up? I do. I know exactly where I was standing. I was in school. I. Wait. In 87? Well, no, you could have been I in college. In, I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. I was standing in a living room watching a TV on the corner of Wilkinson and Stagg. I was in the northeast corner house of that intersection, standing in the living room watching a TV that was maybe a 24-inch TV mounted to the corner wall, and I saw it blow up. Huh. I, I know exactly where I was. There's a lot of people that You know, somebody's going to go Google that. <laughs> somebody's going to go Google. Probably. Where did that, what, what intersection and what house? He was he right there. He was right there. Yeah, I was right there on that day. So Probably. You know. I remember what I, where I was when Reagan got assassinated. He died? I mean, he got killed. <laughs> you can't just tell a guy something like that, man. I didn't know he died. Uh, I thought attempted. he survived and was president uh, for a lot longer, man. I didn't know all that shit. God damn it. Did they have a stand in double for him all those years afterwards? That's the conspiracy theory. He died. Oh, good Lord. Nobody told me he died. Oh I'm pissed. I'm all pissed. Right. I'm calling my mama. All right. A blonde <laughs> moment. Attempted suicide. There. Oh, he attempted I mean, suicide <laughs> now. Oh my god! Okay, so now he attempted suicide. Now, see, I thought I'm someone. I'm losing my mind today. I thought someone attempted shot him. Assassination. He, attempted he, assassination. <laughs> First, he died. Attempted now he assassination. He, I'm going with that he one. He attempted oh suicide. My god. I didn't think Ronnie had it in him. I didn't think his life was that bad. Attempted suicide. Shit. That's news to me, Mama. Shit. Did you know that Reagan shot himself? Fuck me. <laughs> 
How are you? How are you so far out of focus that you you stepped on your dick twice? I know. I don't know. <laughs> There's too much in my mind. That's it. I don't have to pay for dinner tonight. You fucked up the whole podcast. You're paying for dinner. Wow. <laughs> okay, let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there right now. So let's go back. So on Instagram, yeah, we right. have questions from um, followers okay. that gave to both of us. Some are just to you, some are to me, some are for both of us. Okay. So I'm just going to read them. I don't all know right. who sent them. Okay. The first one is, out of all the generations after ours, after Gen X, which one do you think has the most potential, if any? Uh, they all suck. I th- well, they're at different stages. Millennials right now are, this is the, this is the, I'll give you something I love about millennials right now. A lot of them went to college. They took all their junior and, 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 uh, and a regular, what was the other, university college courses. Right. They were told, go get student loans and take all these diversity classes. We want you to major in social studies. And get in and touch with your feelings. So they, they graduate with these degrees that are worthless and they have mounds of debt and they're screaming and crying, we can't afford a house, we can't afford a car, we're in debt. And I've talked to some of these and stood there and said, this is what you get for listening to the assholes that I was begging you not to listen to. You went ahead and did what they said, you went ahead and you got your college degree, you took the classes they told you, you took the debt, and now you're whining about it. Now, that stage of millennials is finally coming around well that's good they're coming around by the millions going you know you guys suck what you told us to do and they look at generation x and boomers and they're realizing it wasn't all of us that's correct it was a fringe group of progressives that talked them into doing all this and now they don't know what to do now they're complaining about work now they're complaining about money and housing it's like well if you just did we told you and worked your way through things the way we told you, you'd have had a better shot at life, but you screwed everything up. Now, that the Generation Z and, and late, 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 late millennials have another weird thing going on. They don't want to go back to work. Hmm. It is in the headlines every day that since COVID, they're like, I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to go back to work. Now, I know there's people that do, and there's pockets of society that do, but there is a whole bunch of them that do not want to go back. Uh, they want to stay in their house, work from home, go to school from home, do everything from home. We let them do it for over a year, year and yeah, a half, and now now they want to do it. So couple that with the fact that places like McDonald's are now going fully automated, as fully automated as they can. These places aren't even, there's a bunch of them that can't even get entry-level jobs. Yeah, but those are reserved for high school. The other thing that happened is they moved like, the age of working these were you know fast food was for 16 year olds part-time do you want to know what happened there and why go ahead real simple remember the housing crisis in 2008 2009 yes every house was for sale everybody lost their jobs there were 30 year olds going to work at mcdonald's saying i'll work at mcdonald's i got to support my family they worked at mcdonald's during the day they worked at a gas station at night yeah whatever they could get and it wasn't just one or two they filled every entry-level job as a janitor, as a grocery store clerk, as fast food. They filled them with, with 30-year-olds, 35-year-olds. But that was 2008. 
So, okay, but listen, you think, so you, now you got these guys back here, McDonald's and all these entry-level jobs, look at them and go, okay, some of them are transitioning back to regular jobs over the past decade. I got it. Mm-hmm. As they should. That's right. why it's called entry-level. But now you've had a 30-year-old who was, who was in charge of a family doing that job. How are you going to be as a manager when five of your 30-year-olds move on and you have to replace them with five teenagers? that don't do the same job. They don't do it at the same level. They show up. They don't show up early. They don't work as hard. You're talking about a guy who, and this happened all over the country. So everybody went, okay, okay, okay. Um, let's, let's hope, let's start at 18. You got to be 18. They moved everything up. They're trying to hire older workers because they realized they'll work for minimum wage when they have to, which was a terrible thing for everybody. But they work harder. They show up on time. They're like, why can't we have that? Oh, because we're going back to kids. Now, add one more thing to that. What's happening right now? Kids come in and 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, which they're, which these entry-level jobs are begging for older people. They don't want them. And all of a sudden, these kids go, I have rights. <laughs> I can dress start? how I want. I can tattoo my face. And you have to put me in customer service. I can, you have to call me with my pronouns. And you know what? If you fire me for coming in late, I'm going to go take you to court. I'm going to sue you because you, you can't, you can't infringe on my personal beliefs. Hmm. And all these places like shit, we didn't want you anyway. We, we wanted the older crowd. We're willing to pay more. We want the older people that are, that are better at their job. We want that back. We don't want the financial crisis, but we want those people back. Yeah. It has been. I don't think we've had anything normal in America as far as its functionality goes uh, since 2008. Everything has been a roller coaster. The trends in businesses like in automotive, you knew month by month by month by month, which were your lean times, which were your heavy times. It all changed after that in automotive. That's the business I knew. Mm -hmm. And I asked around, how is it in this? How is it in farming? How is it in appliances? How is it in sale? Everything. Nobody has gotten a super good grasp on it. Now, it, some things have shaken out and gone back a little bit. But everything's been disrupted since the housing crisis. We have, we've had trouble getting back to normal. And a big one is millennials and Gen Zs going to work, going to school with their commitment levels, not wanting to leave home. And on top of that, the ones that do stray out of the house, they have rights and privileges and they put them in your face. Okay, so did we answer that question? Which one do you think has the most potential? I said none of them when I started this. Okay. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't, um, I don't know. I, I'm liking, and he, I like what I'm hearing from Gen Z's kids, friends and himself that they are actively going and pursuing a college degree and some of them are going to work. I okay, mean, but there, take, there's okay. kind of a split right now. The daughter who is just here staying with me this weekend, she's a Gen Z, right? Uh, yeah. Well, borderline Gen Z. Millennial. Okay. But I think she's Gen Z. I think so too. And she came in the house into your beautiful kitchen with paint all over herself, got it all over the kitchen, all over your cabinets, all over your sink. They, and, and you're angry, I'm angry. She's 24. She should know not to do that. All this age group does stuff, and then when you call them on it and go, what are you doing? What are you, what are you fucking doing? They look, oh, oh, uh, well, golly gee willikers, I didn't know. How can, how can we hope that anything... To, can, can contain our future if they can't even use common sense when they're painting something don't walk in the house with wet paint on your clothes and get it all over everything that isn't that isn't just a one-time accident she does stuff like that all the time gen z kid does stuff like that all the time 
Now, I know their heart's in the right place, but Jesus Christ, if, they, if you can't get that, if there's no common sense for that kind of stuff, if they can walk through the house and someone dropped a peanut butter sandwich on the floor and they step over it, yeah, I'm at a loss. I'm, 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 I'm at a loss. So we have no idea right now. No, I don't think there's any hope for. I think we should just, I think we should just fill in all the big cities with dirt <laughs> and start over. Okay. Well, there's a there's an there's idea. A yeah, just fill them and start over. So um, the next question: College or trade school is one better than the other? Did you go to trade school? Mm, not exactly. So that's a no. Well, no, I didn't go to a. I had I took college courses to check stuff out. I went to uh, dealerships. Began sending me to uh, mechanic school. You know, for the dealerships, that's kind of a trade school, but it's really it's not. It's it's dealership training. Okay, so maybe the question should be college or trade school or work because there's many kids that. The short answer is it all depends on the kid. Some, I think so too. Some kids need to go to college and they do well in college. Some are not suited for college. I agree. I completely agree. I think it comes down to what they're pursuing for one thing, because you don't need a college degree to be an auto mechanic right. or a plumber. No. Um, so whatever their goal is in life to whatever they become or what they're good at doesn't always pertain to college. So, um, Well, the whole idea of having shop classes in high school was so you could try wood shop and metal shop and print shop and right. automotive. The and if you didn't like it, you you said, no, that really wasn't for me, and you moved on to college. If you got straight A's in school, perhaps you knew college was your thing and you didn't even need to try a trade. Yeah, but I think if they brought trades back into school, like you said, the, I think they're slowly coming back. I think the dropout rate will change. And I think what kids do after high school, you're opening a door for them to go do other things. And like you said, you're showing them something other than going off to college. Because if they're struggling in high school, they're going to look to college and go, oh, no. Any, and that's where they go to stay home. Like they're not going to do anything. Any parents that push their kid in either direction is wrong. You have to let you have to figure out what's good for them and help them develop it. Don't demand they go, you know, to a trade. Don't demand they go to Agree. college. Figure it out. Agree. And if they want to try it, you should let them try it. You better That's figure out a way to juice this podcast up because now we sound pretty dull. I'm getting tired. I'm falling asleep over here. Oh my gosh. Well, the next question is Walkman or Boombox? Boombox. You gotta let people know you're there, man. Turn I'm that a walk shit up. Man kind of girl. What? Yeah. How do you go to the beach and not lay that big thing down with 12D batteries and crank that thing up to 11? Because I wasn't going to carry it. <laughs> I was not carrying it with 10D batteries in it. Those things were heavy. They were very heavy. The yeah. Walkman saved me on many a road trip. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Maybe on a road trip, but you got to, you got to pull out the big box and let her rip, man. No, because I was roller skating. Got to have a Walkman with my roller skates. Roller skated at the beach. I saw people at the beach. roller skating with the boom box. I am not carrying a boom box. one shoulder. No, I saw sorry. it happen. Not no. going to happen. All right. We're so we're split on that. on that. All right. Should we just get divorced now? Because we can't continue if we're not in accord. Fine. Fine. I'll look it up. Look it up. Let's go. What's next? www.divorce.com. Oh, you got it. Remember it. Oh yeah. Hell yes. It's on speed dial. Great. Whatever. All right. So uh, somebody, I guess, didn't get the memo because they were like, how did the barbecue go last week? Jesus, we told them every, we told them last podcast. We told them on the live stream. We told them on a recap of the live stream. That person did not listen to the last podcast. So send that person a link. <laughs> I will. I'm not going to go through that shit. The this barbecue. person said, I'm hoping to hear about it. Dude, they're hoping to go, re go listen to the did last they, podcast. Are they new? Did they just get here? <laughs> I don't know. I guess so. 
Scratch. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm gonna have. Uh, I'm gonna have Two Bear go sit with them. Where's my eraser? I'm gonna have them go sit with them, pull them aside, have a hamburger, and Two Bear can just recite the whole thing until. Maybe until- that's what they want. They want their handheld. I don't know what it is, but I'm not going through and this again. And they want again. a right. photo album with pictures. The barbecue sucked. I hated it. The food was horrible. The music was awful. Everybody got in a fight, and it ended early. So there. Everything that didn't happen. That's there what you he go. just said. That's what happened. Whatever. Okay. The next one was which was better, the organ trail or artillery? What are you remember. talking about? Organ trail. That computer game. game? That I like the organ trail. But I don't remember artillery. Stupid game with the freaking everybody dies of dysentery. No, you try not to get them to get. Yeah, yeah I never won the game. Everybody died. I could not get anybody through that. That's game. pretty sad. Oh, did you beat it? Yes. Did you win? Yes. You did not. I slid in. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Eventually. I don't know what artillery. I mean, I know what the Oregon Trail is because it's too. a real thing. I know what artillery is. That's, you know, that's in combat. But I have no idea that the, if those are both video games, I don't know. Well, I'm assuming they're computer games. Well, the other, if it's not, it would say, would you like to take a walk on the Oregon Trail or get bombarded with artillery? artillery. Hmm. I'm going to go for the walk. I'm going to go for the walk, too. All right. So how do you feel about crying? I guess this would be for both of us. Why would you, why would anybody be asking me how do I feel about crying? I don't know. They want to know. Maybe it was for me only. How do I feel about crying? If it's a really good cry, it's awesome. There's such thing as a good cry? Yes, I think so. When everything is just built up on your shoulders. Just got to have yourself a good cry. Yeah. And you just let it out. That's good. Well, how have I been missing out on this all these years? I didn't know there was such thing as a good cry. Have you ever cried? Like in your life? Well, I got spanked when I was little and cried. Not, okay, in your adult life. Have you ever cried? Um, Shed a tear? One, two, three. Um, I, I, I'm going to say five times. Out of 55 years? Out of 55. Well, except well, the little, kid, little years. kid years. Okay. I cried when my grandpa died. But I didn't let okay. anybody see me. And okay. then I cried uh, not too long ago with some disturbing news I found out, and I didn't tell anybody about that. And the other, that's two times. And if I cried five, the other three times I cried when you were dying of cancer. Oh. And there were three different times I was in my room alone, and I remember being in, in bed, and I rolled over and put my face in a pillow and just kind of lost my shit, maybe for a minute. But that happened over that there were that two years that you were struggling with all that. Yeah. The times that it looked like you were done and not going to make it, those three times, um, I I unloaded. I just couldn't. I couldn't. It was just the stress and everything, the loss and everything. Yeah, it was the potential loss. It was the eight kids trying to deal with them. It was trying to run the business. It was trying to pay for everything. And I, I'm surprised it was only three times that I lost my shit quietly. But mm-hmm. I realized you could never do that in front of the kids. They right. needed to see me as like, everything's going to be okay. Everything's fine. We got the best doctors. She's in good hospital. Every time they looked at me, I had to have the, the, the look of, of, of accomplishment on my face. Yeah. Do you think it's okay for a guy to cry? Yeah. I don't care. Just, just don't do it in front of people unless you have to. Like if, some, if one of my good friends was sitting next to me and was crying because he couldn't hold it together. He's he's looking, he's reaching for something. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be there. I'm never going to make fun of him. I'm going to do as much as I can to be there. You know? That's cool. I just don't want, I don't want, okay, I don't want people like, I don't want Trippy Pineapple walking up here and sitting <laughs> sitting in a chair and his triple vanilla 
scoop ice cream, the top one falls off on the ground. I don't want to see him cry. Oh, I see. You see, there's you don't cry over ice cream. There's would, levels of crying. Yes, there's definitely levels of crying. So well, there's level, levels of crying for a girl. I do not like the girls that cry for to get their way. I don't think that's right. There's many girls out there they that will do, do that. That that, that, time, that girls can yeah. turn it on. I don't like that. That's manipulative. I don't like that. Guess what? Guys don't like it either, and we know you're doing it. Yeah, I don't like that. I I've seen my friends do it, and I'm like, that is so wrong. That's very. I can't. I can't handle that. No, I'm, but, not all for, I'm not for that either. But I have cried in the past. Um, what late, That one big one I did was after my mom died. Remember, yep. I didn't crack for months, a yep. couple months. Then you lost it. And then I lost it. I was late, I was sitting in the bathtub and I just lost it. The grief just hit me like a ton of bricks and I cried. I mean, guys, I cried and... Oh. Guys aren't allowed to cry. Why do you say not allowed? Because, okay... Um, I think the best way to put this would be, I'll tell you a story. Okay? okay, go, story. A guy can become a husband and a father and and, and to, to not go into every little detail of what that means and try to just give you an analogy or a metaphor or a story, a guy's job is to build a dam on a river for his family so that the lake fills up behind it because the lake is full of water, it's full of life, it's full for his family, for animals, for washing and, and food and drinking. And the man builds that dam and holds it there. So not only do you have the stress of building that dam, then that you spend the rest of your life plugging holes in that dam, patching cracks in that dam. That is literally your entire job is to see because all life lives on that lake that you have helped build above the dam. Okay. Everything. I'm following you. And okay. all you do as a guy is run around and patch cracks and plug holes. And all of a sudden, if a crack appears in your world, if a crack appears in your dam and you can't handle it, what do you do? You have no one to turn to. You can't run to your wife and go, oh, my God, the dam is breaking. Because you're, 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 you're holding that dam together for your family. You don't want them to know the dam is cracking. You don't want them to know the dam is breaking. You're not allowed to do that. And when something, the, the, the stress of building that dam and maintaining that dam and plugging the holes and plugging the cracks and then running up to the top and going, everything's okay. I've got it all under control. Family, enjoy your life. And you run back down and you're working on the dam and you're working on them. And you run back up. Everything's okay, family. The stress of not being able to plug all the holes. And then you start to think this dam's going to collapse and it's going to flood and it's going to leave a, just a wretch of a, imagine a drained lake, how horrible that would look. Mm -hmm. Your whole world is it always for a guy. It always seems like it's one or two steps away from completely coming apart and you start to breathe heavy and you get anxiety and you, you have no one to turn to because you can't show anyone you can't tell anyone that you don't got this because then even if you do fix it, your wife goes, well, well, how close were we to losing everything? Well, we were really close, but I handled it. Okay. Well, what, what about next time? Now you've ruined it. Now your family and your wife, now they're worried because that you lost it. You confided, you cried, you broke down and cried. I can't do this anymore. I can't, it's really hard. I'm having trouble, but you've shared that with them. Now it's over. Because now they don't look at you the same ever, ever again. They look at you like you've always got the answers. So why guys can't cry? We can't even hint that we're going to cry. We can't even talk about it. Because when you talk about it, now you've opened up yourself to wait. Women and children will look at you and go, 
you know, uh, perhaps you're not the guy. We had all this confidence in you. Is crying a sign of weakness in men? It's not supposed to be. It's like you said. What's, you said it was a good cry. What's a good cry? It's a release. Yeah. And when you did that about your mother passing, when I did that about you, I, when I cried the three times over you, I lost my fucking mind. I couldn't hold it together anymore. I broke down for about a minute, and I was recentered. I wiped up my tears. I got up and said, all right, all right, get your shit together. And I got back in the game. So it does help. You're, it's not like you're not supposed to cry. You just can't tell anybody else. Is it a sign of weakness? It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a release where you can get, you can gather back up again. But people look at you and go, oh. He, he could, lost it. He couldn't handle it. Oh. And the worst thing you can do is break down that way in front of your wife and your kids. Not just, it, I'm not talking about the humiliation factor. Please don't mistake it. I'm not. What I'm talking about is how you know they're going to view you from that moment on. Your job, if you're going to cry, do it at the bottom of the dam when no one's looking and get back to repairing the dam when you're done. Because when you run up top and you hug everybody and you sit around and you look out over the lake and everybody's swimming and boating and drinking and fishing and swimming and there's, 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 everybody's drinking fresh water, and it, they, then you look, smile, and look confident. Then you go back down to the bottom. You want to cry, you got to do it alone. Okay. You can never bring your wife down there and say, look at all the holes in the dam. Because and, and I want to tell you that's a two-edged sword for guys. If guys want to bring their wife to the bottom of the dam and go, do you see all the cracks? Do you see all the holes? Then all of a sudden the wife goes, holy shit, this is about ready to collapse. And you look at him and go, it's always about ready to collapse. If for 20 years has been that way. Yeah, and, but I have a question. What happens if the husband passes away and now the wife has to patch those holes? You, yeah, they're screwed. Unless, unless the guy has something in place and, and, and now switching from metaphors you'd have to have you have to have a nest egg in place or you raise a son that could step in and patch some of those holes for the mother or you know for for we have we have four boys and four girls if i died i would guess between all of eight of our kids they could come around and help do things that i was doing and and solve problems a little bit here and a little bit there but if you don't have something like that you have to have a nest egg put away where the wife can hire someone to plug the holes and look out for that absolutely what did you tell me about when um your your dad died and all your mom's credit cards were in your dad's name yeah that was a big problem it was a big problem because he was used to patching the dam plugging the yes. holes took care of everything and when she died she couldn't even order a pizza because all the credit cards were in his name and all of a sudden that was a big thing to overcome i'm mm -hmm. telling you it's okay to cry but the moment you do it the wife goes holy shit the dam's always about ready to break. And you're like, yes. So can you just leave me the fuck alone and just treat me, treat me good. Cause I'm down here. I don't want to share this with you. I just want you to acknowledge that shit's always about ready to, to fall apart. Keep your ass up there in a bathing suit, looking pretty. I'll take care of this down here. That that's as far as you can ever, ever go as a guy. You certainly can't break down and cry and go, I ran out of plaster. I can't <laughs> plug any more goddamn holes. I don't know what to do. I'm worthless. And have your wife go, there, there. Chin up, buttercup. We'll, we'll get you back on track. Because that you can't do that. It's not a sign of weakness, but people look at it as a sign of weakness. Mm, interesting. I, we have really fucked up this podcast. <laughs> this is All not right, well, let's do something fun. The next okay. question is, is a zebra black with white stripes or white with black stripes? 
Is it black with white stripes or white with black stripes? I'm th- going with black with... Wait. wait, no, I'm going with white with black stripes. So you think it's a white horse with black stripes? Yes. Okay. D- isn't it both? Doesn't it... If you, if you take a razor and you just shave off all the hair off a horse... It still has stripes? No. Doesn't it, doesn't it have black hair and white hair? You just... Didn't you get piles of white and black hair? Isn't it both? I don't know. I've never done that before. Well, I've never shaved a zebra either, but I'm just saying that wow, if you, you just, took a, you just made another example, or is if it you just, just if black you, and white? If you okay, I don't think there's I don't think there's white hair on a zebra, and then a black strip of skin. I think it's black skin. Why? Well, you have regular skin under your gray hair. Yeah, under not not. Not with a two-inch gap. I don't have a, a, a two. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I don't have a two-inch. I don't have a. You two have in- a strip of gray at the top of your hair. Okay. But it's not gray on your skin. Okay, listen to me. All right, let's let's talk from the elder statesman point of view because I am older than you, right? Okay. Uh, I think if you shave a zebra, you're going to get a pile of black hair and a pile of white hair. Okay. I think the skin under it is is black, also. But I think I think that the fur or the, the the coat of the horse is two colors. That's what I think. Okay. I think it's all black with white hair. Well, how does white hair grow out of? I, I think know. it grows okay. out black, but it turns white. I bet you at the roots, it's kind of black. Okay, what you just said makes no sense whatsoever. Why? That's what happens on your head. There is no way that a zebra has all black hair. That uh, okay. I don't know what you said, but you're not right. Okay, that's not right. Wow. I, I don't know if I'm right, but I know you're wrong. That, that much I do know. Whatever. All right. Okay, go. so the next thing is, is what did we do wrong that our kids are not motivated to work hard? We didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, we did. What did we do wrong? We, we, see, we gave them the internet. <laughs> that's what we did. I think that... This is a true statement. I think we gave them the things that we didn't have. Hmm. I think that the greatest generation went to the silent generation and said, I never had shit. You don't get shit. I think the silent generation to the boomers said, I never had shit. You don't get shit. I think the boomers said to Generation X, I didn't have shit. You don't get shit. And then we went to the millennials and Gen Z all right, here's some things you should, it's okay if you have something, you know, I know what it's like to do without, and it was terrible and I don't want you to do without. So here's some things. I'm I think that was you, not me. Cause do you remember when you used to go hog wild for Christmas and all the okay, kids got is tons it? of presents? Why is this, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Okay. Go do you ahead. remember that? Do you remember you'd buy like 15, 16 presents per kid for Christmas? I'm like, whoa, Ten. whoa, hold up. <laughs> 10. Ten. Hold the phone. Shut that front door. Okay. Yo, I had to slow you down and go, stop. They don't need that many presents. They can live without it. Half the shit we bought, they never played with. That was, uh, I learned that lesson the hard way, um, that you were right about that, because I would try to buy them things that I thought was unique. I wanted them to have a good, I, I didn't want them to have a better Christmas than their friends, but I certainly didn't want them to come back holding their toy and going, how come all my friends got one of these toys and I didn't get one? Are we poor? I, or whatever they would say. I didn't want to feel like I was a lousy parent. I tried to, I wanted them right to fit in right in the middle. I didn't want them to be above anybody, but I wanted them to fit in. But the lesson I learned 
was one it's of not the quantity. Yeah, the lesson I learned was that uh, I went into our uh, the the son who's living in Oregon now. Mm-hmm. I went into his his bedroom one time into his closet, and he had three toys on the shelf in his closet that he got on Christmas. Yep. And this was like March. Yes. And they hadn't the box hadn't even been opened. That is correct. And that's when I went okay. Now, now I see what she's talking about. He had so many toys to play with and so many better toys, the lesser toys. He's like, well, I'm going to open these. I want to play with these. Right. Could have got away with less toys each Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I did learn that the hard way. So motivating our kids not to work hard. What do we do wrong? We gave them stuff. I, I think that plus I think they grew up with other people like going back to what we were talking about, education and stuff like that, telling them, you know, giving them longer due dates. Uh, it was internet. It was the teachers. It was the schools. It, they had outside, more outside influences well, than we that's did. that's true. There's Social media. Generation they, X was the first generation to raise kids with 30 other people helping you raise your exactly. kids. They inserted themselves. Yes, exactly. Know. So it wasn't like the, we weren't just parenting the kids there were other adults giving them information too well the worst part is school school and parenting have always been the two main sources i know the church is involved but it basically it's parenting in school and parenting and school were often on the same page growing they, up they were until at one time. until we had kids and then it was like you're gonna do your homework you're gonna study for your test you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna and you're backing up the teacher uh-huh and the teacher goes ah the teacher would say, it's okay, I'm just going to, yeah, you know, whenever they turn it in, it's fine. Well, they got a 30% on their test. That's an F. Well, I'm still going to let them pass. Or they'll get a makeup test. Yeah, we'll do a makeup test. They and, can redo it. Yeah, as long as, oh, there was one kid, his teacher told me, the teacher told me this. One of our kids? One of our kids. Okay. If they got like a 30% on their test, uh-huh. the teacher would give them a makeup test. And as long as they got better than the 30% the next time through, they passed. It didn't matter what grade they got. As long as it was a little higher, the teacher thought, they're really, truly learning. And there's why we don't have kids that are motivated today. That's one of them. That's part of it. Yeah, it's big. We became not on the same page as the school system anymore. Yeah, and the school system had more of an influence in that. So we get kids that come home and don't do their chores correctly. So what? Well, that's the thing. You let me do them again, right? Kids are going to choose the easiest way out. And if parents are too hard, but the school is lenient, where do you think they're going to go? They're going to lean on the school side. They're going to lean on the school side. So there you go. There you go. Uh, So uh, somebody wants to know, why aren't you uh, live on Facebook anymore? We're not live on Facebook anymore? Not as often. Um, That's, it's complicated. It's really, it's, it's, it's. We have been doing some simulcasts, but the problem is people on Facebook all of a sudden realize you're simulcasting, you're not really talking to them. Uh, so it's I'm, not personal. No, I'm talking to YouTube, and they're like, look, don't simulcast us, talk to us. This last time I went on, this is how screwed up Facebook is. The last two times I went on, I simulcast on Facebook the blue page, the business page. Uh-huh. And I left on one, one thing that could drop in the jar, which is always that little blue and white F. Mm-hmm. from Facebook. Right. Two live streams ago, I'm watching, and in the jar is the picture of the kid and I. 
from the personal page. And I didn't put the personal page in there. I have no idea how it connected to the personal page. Well, that's weird. The blue page was gone. The personal page was there. And even I think Trippy said, uh, dude, you know you're on the personal page right now? And I'm like, no, I didn't know. Then the last time I went on, you're going to love this. The last time I went on, I simulcast, I tried to go on the blue page again, the, the business page again, did the whole live stream, and Trippy goes, hey, did you know you were on Facebook? I'm like, yeah, I already know I was on Facebook. I, I turned it on. I was simulcasting. No, you're on that weird page. I'm like, yeah, okay, it did the personal page again, whatever. And he's like, no, you just broadcast two hours on KGXT Studios. What? Yep. And I went back, and there it was. It wasn't. A, it was on that page. So they're deciding where it's going. Well, they're they're not trying to. They're messing up. It went over to the radio page, KGXT Radio. Huh. I had to go delete it from there. There's still 113 people that watched it. <laughs> I was like, how did that even happen? Interesting. But they're they're turning stuff around on Facebook now. As far as me, I it's hard to to do all of this and stay motivated. The garage shows were really gaining traction. Yeah. And we could going. do a garage show all year round, turn on the heater and just sit in there for an hour. They, We haven't even scratched the surface of all the trinkets of things that we've got in there. And I just, we never did. We never, we never, I never, I went back out there and it was, it's, it's hard to stay focused and motivated. It really is. And that's the, that's the short version. Yeah. I, I, I should do this. It's on me and it's hard. I understand. I enjoyed the garage shows because we did them. It went quick. We did it for an hour. It did go by so fast. We were having so much fun talking about Well, stuff. now that the weather's cooling off, maybe we can get back out there. All right. We'll have to see how that goes. So so we are not on Facebook as much, but it's my fault. Okay. All right. So this one's a little tough. I, I kind of read this as I was writing it out. You know, the yeah. kid gave me, went, told me to go look on Instagram and get these things. So yeah. it says, what band from our generation would you like to see do a collab with a band from today? I don't know any bands from today. I don't either. Now, well, see, let's, why don't we go back to what two, two bands? Well, since we don't know many bands that well, are out do you there remember today. a collaboration? Remember when Run DMC and Aerosmith, Aerosmith did, did one? It. Yes. There was three. And Walk This Way. What were the one, three bands? There was three rock and roll bands. Now I can't remember the other two. It's pretty embarrassing. But at that time period, there was three. I think I want to say one was Rat, but maybe I'm wrong. And they collaborated with some, some hip-hop style. And it really, oh, uh, the Beach Boys did one with. Um, oh, they the did Fat the Boys. Fat Boys. Okay, That's that right. was another one. But That's there was right. there were still two more, so maybe there was four. Mm -hmm. But but it really drew genres together. Now, if you're asking me about now and then, uh, Motley Crue would beat the shit out of anybody from today. <laughs> I would never want to see Motley Crue and Kanye West do a collaboration. Sorry. No, that wouldn't go over well. Well, I don't know anybody else's name. Just know for the last uh, 16 hours over this weekend, I listened to Kanye West on Why? repeat. Because the kid was driving and that's all we listened to. I, I made the stupid thing comment that whoever drives gets to listen to their music. Yeah, that wouldn't happen with me. And so I listed Kanye West about, all the way there. And how all about the way whoever back. paid for the truck gets to choose? Ah, how about well, that? Ah, we had a little snippet of mine I threw in there, but all not right. very much. But I don't know. I can't answer that question. Move on. What about two from our generation that didn't happen? Would you would you put two together? Can you think of something? No, not really. Together? I can't. Huh. Interesting. Well, okay. Uh, which golden girl do you relate to the most? I don't know. With the snotty grandma. I don't know. 
You're the snotty, nasty grandma? No, you said, which one do I relate to? Like, which one do I understand more? I didn't say, which one was I? Not B. Arthur. The snotty grandma that was really younger than the other girls. They dressed her yes. older. Yeah, yes. not B. Arthur, no. I don't want to be her. I want to be... Um, you want to uh, be one of them? I want to... Who do I relate to? Sorry. I would relate more to... Oh, um, your inner whore would come out for that one who was always talking about men. Absolutely. I, I can't remember her name. What was her... It's Rue McClanahan was her real name, but her oh, name but was... Oh, but she was just you just... She was a whore every chance. That's I'd why be you, all over that. You know what? That's why you relate to that other chick, too. Who? The, your, your, your girl you made me watch on, on Reels all the time. Oh. The one who talks real fast and has that squeaky southern Megan Mullally. Yeah, yeah, where she talks about men and doing the stuff and living her life. Yeah. Yeah, you you That's live, from Will and Grace. You live vicariously through both of them. Oh my god. <laughs> They're awesome. Tapping into your inner whore. Here we go. Go ahead. What's They're the next awesome. one? Awesome. Okay. Um what is the one thing about the 80s that you miss the most? No responsibility. I could have $20 in my pocket. I could have a quarter of a tank of gas in my car and be heading off out on a highway out of town and not knowing where I'm going and I didn't care. I can't do that now. I there's I guess I miss I want to say freedom, but that's not the That's I what guess I just said. You I, You didn't say the word freedom. This is what I, I just said responsibility. It. No, I said no responsibilities. That's freedom. No responsibility. Yeah, Ugh. I said no responsibilities, twenty dollars, quarter tank gas and go. That's it. That was I me. just feel like and maybe every grand generation has said this how simple it was. It was a lot slower. I, maybe every generation said that. Maybe our parents said that. You know, I finally, I tried to figure out one day, this is a true story. I tried to figure out one day why time flies as you get older, because everybody told me that I didn't believe it. Oh, for sure. My twenties went faster than my teens. My thirties went faster than my twenties. I get it. And I sat down one day and I thought, okay, that is a, obviously the second hand clicks the same speed on every clock, whether I'm 20, 30 or 40 or 50. Time doesn't move any faster. Why does it feel like it? Because we're so busy. Well, you're close. You're really close. When, you're th when you have nothing to think about, you're bored. And the clock just yeah. ticks away. You're like, oh my God, I just got to find something to do. I'm bored. And the clock just... on. Conversely, if you're thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking what happens oh my god i'm late you really you look up and time has gone by yeah okay as we get older there's so much going on in our heads got to think about the kids got to think about groceries got to pay the bills got to get to work got to make sure i got my tools for work tomorrow that i put gas in the car no i guys got to change the oil but i better top off the oil with the court because i don't have time to change the oil okay i got to make sure her car's got make sure she got the keys to her car and the kids got their backpacks did i have to sign something for the kids do i have to be home from work early tomorrow to do something at school for the kids and we got baseball practice but that's not till thursday so wednesday i need to remember to get the baseball gear together all of a sudden it's 10 o'clock at night your day's gone because as you get older, you think and you think and you think and you think. And by the time you look up, four hours has gone by. And that's what, that's, I think, what everybody meant when they said time goes faster, time flies. Because you're constantly thinking about everything in your life. You don't have time to just sit down. But do you think that it slows back down? Like where your grandma is right now. She's 99 years old. Yeah. It's, do you think she's sitting there going, my God. Yeah, she's bored out of her mind. Absolutely. So we go, we start off slow and bored. We hit a peak. Yep. 
where we're, life's just flying by. And Your mom then, did. Your mom got to that point where she was just sitting in her house waiting for the phone to ring for her to have someone to talk yeah. to. Her best friend was uh, was Bob Barker on The Price is Right. That was her best friend for a while because every, she didn't have to worry about anything. The gardener took care of her garden, her grass. The pool guy took care of her pool. You guys would come by as kids once in a while, and that was it. She was There's nothing to worry about I anymore. So. I guess so. Yeah. So, so note to self, stay busy till you die. Well, that's what some, your brother's one of those guys. He'll stay busy, right? He'll die, you know, uh, driving a tractor or something. <laughs> he'll, Probably. He'll do it like that. That That's my opinion anyway. So what do I miss the most? I miss the, the freedom, as you said, I didn't say, of just no responsibilities. Because time, I like to listen to the radio and just vegging out and driving. I think I miss where we, and it has everything to do with where we grew up, how everything was within driving distance for us. Like, I was just thinking about it. I was thinking how I miss the beach a ton. Yeah. I used, God, I grew up going to the beach so often and it was easy. We could leave at like one o'clock in the afternoon and be there within an hour, you know, yeah. or we could, you know, we didn't go till the afternoon or we could go after work and have four hours, you know, and I miss the easiness of that stuff. Well, and I miss that too. Southern, Southern California for us in LA, um, I don't think there's better weather anywhere on the planet that I've seen. And we were um, a quick drive to the beach, mm-hmm. a quick drive to the desert, yeah. a quick drive to snow. You could be at Wrightwood or Big Bear or Arrowhead. You could be anywhere you wanted to be within a couple hours. You were there. So Yeah, I just think that where you could just, and you're right, the freedom where we could just, we worked. I mean, we were working in the late 80s, but it was still, we we were busy. We just kept ourselves busy and we could go. I miss, if, if I had, and I'll, I'll bet this relates to everybody listening. How many people remember cashing your check on a Friday after work? You go home, you got your car washed, you cleaned everything up, you filled up your gas tank, took a shower, and you were ready for your weekend. Mm-hmm. You're ready for the whole weekend. You got money in your pocket, your car was, uh, was and what clean. are we doing? And where are we going? Yeah, That's let's right. go. I got a couple bucks, but you go to you find your friends. You're all cleaned up. You got your good clothes on, and you'd go that way all the way till Sunday night. You worked, lover boy. Everybody was working for the weekend because yeah. you cash your check and you go. Yeah, that leads into the next question. What's that? Do you have fun memories on the Sunset Strip in the '80s worth sharing? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you did see that it said worth sharing. <laughs> yeah, I could share some. Go ahead. Why? Because you were underage going to bars. I want to hear yes, some of these I stories. Was. I'm not going to give way too many details, but <laughs> I was, that girl's into your working to the weekend. Yeah. And then got a paycheck and my girl, I was single at the time. Yep. No boyfriend and put on my mini skirt and my high heel pumps. Yeah. And we would take the, take her Fiero with the top off <laughs> and go up over the uh, Hollywood into Hollywood on Sunset Strip, and we'd Her, go to the your friend. my friend. Okay, uh, we would go to the Palladium and go dancing. Then we'd hit the Whiskey a Go Go, or I think was it the Roxy? I think yeah, it was the, the Roxy, Roxy down, down, there. down there. Yeah, we would hit. I'm sure I've saw many many metal bands that became famous, but at the time wasn't you yeah. know like yeah. they just weren't. Uh, yeah, I used to get in. Nobody nobody carded us. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever remember being carded. I was down on Sunset Holly uh, in Hollywood on one Halloween night. Mm. 
Wished I didn't do that. <laughs> I've done a couple of <laughs> That was one of, of the scariest times I've ever been walking around Hollywood. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, I think it was on Sunset where that big tower record was on the curve where mm-hmm. I met Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. And I uh, came around a corner really fast in my Mustang about two in the morning on a Saturday, two in the morning, and I, I right in the middle of the street, I almost hit a house. Oh, yeah. You told that story. Yeah. You've said that story before. So there's Have my, you told it on a podcast? Uh, it's not much to tell, really. Oh, okay. We're not going to nah, do this thing. But I almost Are you sure? Yeah. You just almost hit a house? I almost hit a house, It was yeah. just sitting there in front of the street? Yeah, it was, it was being moved, and I slid around the corner, locked up my brakes, and uh, I think the my front windshield came about a foot and a half from the front porch of this House, house on this truck and trailer they'd moved all the all the power lines <laughs> they moved and they're taking this old house but they didn't have i must have not seen the flag car in front of it because i went right by it mm, you know what else i did down there on the sunset boulevard was the hollywood christmas parade oh, many yeah. people used to watch it but yeah. i we literally went down, down there. there yeah it was the sunday after thanksgiving and it started when i was young my dad took us he'd take all the neighborhood kids and put us in the back of the pickup truck because yeah. what was it from from the valley 20 minutes 20 25 minutes, minutes? Yeah, minutes nothing we could ride in the back of the pickup he'd take all us neighborhood kids we'd all go down there we'd sit on the street see all the movie stars everything and then come home i think that's really interesting but i think they were more interested in the miniskirt story yes i know so that's where it started but then i still went down to the hollywood christmas parade and I also picked up a couple guys at the Hollywood Christmas parade. Now you've brought it full circle. <laughs> now now you're coming back. Who picks yeah. up guys at a Christmas parade? I do. You had to have been all dressed up and cl- you weren't even scantily dressed because it was no. winter. No, it was just chit-chatting. Wow. Okay, I'm I want to know that. the funny thing about that story. The one guy and my sister-in-law will probably can know this story. She can, she can confirm. She can concur. Yes, there was a guy that... In Hollywood, in the middle of Hollywood, at the Hollywood Christmas Parade, we exchanged numbers. He called me. We went on a couple dates. My sister-in-law asked me, you know, who's this guy that you're dating or whatever? And I told her the guy's name. And she goes, he's not related to so-and-so, is he? And I was like, what? I go ask the guy and sure as shit, his mom knew my sister-in-law. What were the chances? <laughs> you pick up some random guy in Hollywood yes. and now there's an inside track to your behavior. Yeah. And so after two dates, that was it. We were done. <laughs> you couldn't have those stories getting back to mom. No. All right. Nah, that guy was, no, that right. didn't make it. Move along. All right. Um, did you vote at 18 and how important was it to us? Didn't vote. Didn't care. I was kind of just... At 18, I didn't even have a clue. I think I did, but I went with what my parents were. You know, most of us did until we really got a grasp on what was going on at the time. Right. And at that time, I have no idea how it all fizzled out with my parents, but at the time, they were Democrats. Yeah. My parents, my grandparents were too, but my grandfather always said, I, I asked him later in life why he became a Republican. I asked him, why'd you leave the Democratic Party? He goes, I didn't. They left me. Oh, he goes, remember, John F. Kennedy was asked not what your what you what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. It's very patriotic. What can you do for your country? Democratic Party right now today is the party of handouts. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. What can my country do for me? Completely different than what it was when my grandparents were. Yeah, they've they've done a 180 180 turn for sure. So it wasn't important to me at the time. No, it just felt like it was a rite of passage. That's what it felt like. You were an adult. I was an adult and I was able to vote. 
but I had no clue what I was doing. Um, the next question was, where did we grow up? Somebody wanted to know. La L.A. suburbs, the beautiful Tenpanando Valley. Tampanando? Tenpanando. Yes, we both grew up there. We both grew up in the small little town of Sun Valley. Sun Valley, You California. can look it up. Yeah. Small. Don't Although, know how many people are there. You were on the wrong side of the tracks. That's what I was told. Yeah, I was on the right side of the tracks. Okay, well. So, you know, I just... I so had, my boyfriend in high school's mother said, too. Yeah, well, not, not entirely wrong, you well, know. That's what she <laughs> just said. Just letting you know. I was not going to uh, marry him. It was different than than uh, Karate Kid. Now, the Karate Kid, was he was from the wrong side of the tracks going after the right side of the tracks girl. This was the opposite. You could say, I went slumming. Oh, man. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That is so rude. I know. I'm sorry. God. I didn't mean most of the words. My parents bought what they could afford. They stayed within their means. Your your dad bought where he could be near airplanes. Well, <laughs> no. I. They said they wanted Burbank. But even back in the 50s, yeah. Burbank, California was not affordable. They looked. Well, and my great-grandmother lived in Burbank, and my grandfather said, we can't afford it. They lived in the they lived in the Tuna Canyon. They finally found... they Since they couldn't get Burbank, much like your parents, they chose where they could get a little bit of horse property. They had a half an acre up there, and they could you know ride horses yeah. in the canyon. I think my dad would have went that route, but my mom is not a farm hands-on girl. I realized that. I was thinking about... My mom did not garden with my dad. My mom did not play sports with my she dad. She didn't swim with your dad My either. mom didn't swim. I'm thinking, what the hell? Like, my mom did not do a lot of the things my dad did. My mom... My dad would have had a farm and animals and everything, and my mom was not... Your mom must have been pretty hot during the day, because your dad gave up a lot of extras. Well, he used to follow her onto the streetcar, because my mom had nice legs, because back then they wore dresses. And he oh. said, I liked her from the, her, her pumps... To her thighs. He liked to walk behind her. The rest of it didn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a reason, but. Right. Anyway, so uh, are y'all Denver Bronco fans? Only ask because I see y'all with Bronco hats. Um, We're a Bronco family because I said so. (laughs) Everybody was kind of born into it. We were Rams fans, obviously, Dodgers and Rams and Lakers. Growing up, yeah. But. I tell this story before that I kind of got hooked on the Broncos. I think it was a 1970. 76 or 77 Super Bowl, they they played the Dallas Cowboys and lost. I don't know what it was that season or that Super Bowl. It was just the Orange Crush defense. And I know that I know Dallas had the Doomsday defense and all that with Roger Staubach. More famous players than the Cowboys for sure. But somehow I got hooked on uh, on the Broncos and they were always kind of my second favorite team. So I had some loyalty to them. And then So I married into it. The Rams moved. Yeah, they, they left. They left. They divorced you. They divorced me and they left. Luckily, I had a mistress already lined up, <laughs> the Denver Broncos. But the Rams came crawling back to you. They did. Did they you did. take them back? I did. Um, uh, I built them a house. They gave me a ring, won a Super Bowl. We're all friends again. Oh, okay. SoFi Stadium's there. You're welcome. So now you split between the two. You have step families. I, I got, yeah. We're, we're still, uh, I told the Rams when they came back, I'm not giving up my mistress because who knows what you guys are going to do. Uh, well, and they see. said it was okay. So the loyalties with Denver, but... You're going to keep L.A. on the side? I got, I, no, my loyalties with the Rams, Rams, but but I keep an eye on Denver. Oh, okay. So that's how that goes. That's how it goes. And I married into the Denver Broncos. Yeah, you didn't have any say. Uh, Wow. No. Okay. That was in the, that was in the prenup agreement. It said, sign here, you're going to be a fan. You went, okay, fine. 
and my wedding dress was orange and blue. <laughs> well, your underwear was. So oh, okay. Close enough. That was my something blue? That was your something blue. <laughs> okay. Um, last one is, what is your opinion and stance on people being allowed to bring just any animal into stores and restaurants? This person said they're fine with the, you know, the handicapped, the dogs, the rest, the the handicapped dogs, whatever they're called. I can't think of it. Service Service animals. animals. That's it. Service animals. But now I guess this person works in, in retail and they're bringing in all kinds of animals and taking them into under what grounds, under what pretense they didn't say. Okay. It's, it's one thing there's certain, let me, let's set the record straight for everyone who's generation X, everyone who's got common sense. Service animals are welcome. If you need a German Shepherd to help you walk, if you need a service animal to guide you so you don't get run over by a car, so you know where the doors are, a service a dog knows to take you to the door. Fine. I encourage it. I embrace it. I want to be part And they're of it. trained. They're trained. Every other animal in every other situation is a comfort animal. Sure. Oh, I just, my emotional needs. You don't understand. This is my service animal, man. This is my emotional needs service. Yeah. Stop talking right there and then, put your put your fucking peacock away. <laughs> no peacocks on the airplane. No miniature horses on the airplane. Not doing it. I'm not bringing you. Not bringing a monkey into the library. Does a service animal have some sort of like certificate for it? Yeah, but now they'll give that certificate to anything. A you psych- really think they'll do that? Just they they any- do. A psychiatrist, a psychologist will say, "I need to certify this animal for this person for their emotional well-being." Just like a German Shepherd guides a blind man to the door, this trained peacock will guide this person's emotions through life. That's what they say. Okay. And done, I'm done telling the fuck off. I'm done with that shit. I don't. If I'm if if I'm in an establishment or it's my establishment, it's my place, and someone brings in, is oh, this is my this is my service gorilla. Now, sorry, dude. Um, I think it's your emotional support gorilla. Get the fuck out of here. I'm done. I'm done doing it. But like if you're not emotionally stable, please leave. Right. If you're emotionally unstable and you need a gorilla to run around. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done catering to everyone's personal needs. Did that sign, we refuse the right to serve you, disappear? Yeah, you can't can't say that anymore. You can't can't refuse. You cannot refuse service to anybody. Are you serious? Is yeah. it in California or everywhere? Everywhere that I've seen. You can come in stark naked with your dick in one hand and a pistol in the other hand. And as long as you're not uh, uh, demanding robbery for money, they have to serve you because that's your personal preference. You're okay. you got to be kidding it, me. Well, maybe not that extreme because it's nudity. But what I'm telling you is that every personal thing that anybody wants to do, they're allowed to do. And you cannot refuse service to anybody what for any reason. What has happened to this world? Uh, yeah, the, the woke movement got a hold of it and everybody's personal feelings are all that matters anymore. Yeah. I'm hoping that's changing. You can't do, there's no way a society can run. There's not, you can't take 300 million people and have everybody run on their own personal beliefs and their own personal feelings. They're going to conflict. There has to be some uniformity with some basic rules. There has to be. Yeah, but it also comes down to common sense, too. I wouldn't, I mean, as much as Ranger is my comfort animal, I would not be taking him somewhere that he's not invited, that right. he's not supposed to be. Right. That's not okay. If I'm having an emotional problem where I need my comfort animal, then I don't go. Yeah, wait till you wait till the moment passes. Yeah, that's just common sense to me. But they do that. They this this I've I've seen this firsthand where a grown ass man will have a little puppy dog and he'll take it everywhere he goes. And when you question him, what the fuck you bring the stupid dog everywhere you go? Oh, uh, it's my service animal. It's your service animal. 
yeah, it really emotionally helps me get through the day. All right, so it's your emotional support animal, and you're just being a dick. It's not, it's not a service animal. It's not guiding you to a doorway. It's not. Well, well, I'm hoping the tides are changing with that. You could you could you take uh, you you want to ride buck naked on a zebra all the way down to Two Bears car dealership and just walk that zebra right in the front door? You couldn't. You, they have to let you do that shit. That's all they ridiculous. can do is call animal control and go, uh, there's a wild zebra in our dealership. That's all they can do. They can't even, if you come in there saying you're there to buy a car, they have to at least put up with you long enough to run through the process. They have to. Wow, that's crazy. That's just absolutely crazy. I don't know. But anyways, today was a podcast of just questions um, from our viewers that wanted to ask us some things. How do so- I title this podcast? What am I supposed to do? Shittiest podcast ever, boringest podcast. It's not. We, you know what? You let me ramble about my personal crybaby feelings about the analogy about the dam way longer than I should have. That's 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 people. Do are you gonna, have a car story? You didn't ask me about a car story. You think? Do 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 do. I will tell you something do. I'm mad about. Uh, okay. This is no. Remember the story I told you about the nut and bolt and the little note yes. that was on that was in the early '90s. On a Mazda 929 that came from Japan. Yeah. What are you mad about? Somebody wrote me an email and said, or in the thing and said, with a link to an article in the LA Times in 1986 that Brian Bosworth, who played football, remember the Boz? Yes. He worked at the GM dealership in LA. So I'm guessing the Chevy plant out in the valley. Remember that? He did? Brian Bosworth did? Yeah. He writes, he goes, yeah, I used to tie little nuts and bolts and put them in there and, and write little notes on them for people. Like I stole the story. And I said, do you, I said, do you realize, okay, so Brian Bosworth in, in Los Angeles County is the only person assembling a car on this planet who's ever hidden a nut or a bolt and put a little note on it? I go, I'm sure that's happened billions of times. Sure. Mine wasn't, in it, mine wasn't a GM product. Yeah. And it wasn't in the 80s. My, mine was a, a Japanese car, and it was in the mid-90s. But the guy goes, oh, I heard this story too. And I had to write him back and go, fuck you, I have my own story. I was there. And it wasn't a GM, but it's a, so there's your car story, motherfucking. Kid. That was your car story. Yeah, did they, they really? I didn't know Brian Bosworth did it. I didn't even know he worked at a dealership. I certainly well, didn't hear the story. I didn't know he worked for a dealership either. I mean, dealership um, uh, assembly plant. Oh, assembly plant. I'm guessing it was the one out right. in Van Nuys, the Camaro one. So I was talking to our kids about Bush Gardens when Bush Gardens amusement park. I was talking to them about it this weekend. Yeah. About um, how it used to have the log. It was a beer place. Yep. They they made the beer. In the San Fernando Valley, but they attached an amusement park to it called Bush Gardens, Anheuser Busch. Yeah, Anheuser Busch Gardens. And how it had a log ride, yep. and that it had an aviary. Because we were walking in the aviary at the zoo, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't been in an aviary since da 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 da." You know, and so I told them about this story, and they're like, "At a beer plant?" I'm like, "Yeah, they tried to make it a go with an amusement park, and they you can also for- take a tram, like through the brewery." Right. Yeah, the tram went through the whole park. Right. And it went inside the brew where they they had a little thing. Oh, look over here. We're doing this over there. Kind of like a monorail, but it wasn't. It was a tram. More like a tram. More like a people mover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then um, there was actually two parts to the park. Did you know that? Yes, and I couldn't remember the other part. I'm trying to remember. It went across the railroad tracks. They had another like six or eight acres of this park, and they had all kinds of rides and flamingos and a lake and all the stuff over there. Right. That's the only part that's left to this day. What, that park? Nope. The, the, the Anheuser-Busch building? No. 
the the walkway. Yes, the walkway with the tram and the people where you could walk. Just the part that's over the railroad track is still there to this day. Everything else is gone. I wouldn't have. Believed but if you dr- if you drive down uh, that road going to Sherman Way, yeah, um, like between Sherman Way and Roscoe, I think, and right as you cross the train tracks, look to your right, and you can see just two pillars and a walkway. They don't go anywhere. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. But anyways, we brought it up, and I um this aviary at the zoo in Northern California this weekend was tiny. And I'm going, this aviary, 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 I can't even say the word. Making up words. Aviary was ginormous. Do you remember how big that place was? Yeah. It was like huge. That seemed to me to be bigger than the one at the LA Zoo. And the LA Zoo was pretty good size, but that one was huge. It was almost like a circus tent, but yeah. it was a net. Yeah. That's how big it was. I just remember that and being in awe of all the birds and stuff that were in there. But yeah, we had a discussion about Anheuser-Busch, Busch and Gardens. when it closed, and I think it closed in 78. Yeah, we were we still, were little. Still little when it closed, but I went there a bunch of times. Me too. Because um, like in our backyard. Ducks. Yes. All the animals that left, the two ducks made it to our pool in Latuna <laughs> Canyon. And my grandpa looks out there and he goes, there's two ducks in the pool. And then he turns to me and he goes, they're probably from Bush Gardens. And I said, why would they be out here? He goes, no, they closed it. Oh. And then there's these two ducks, like all the birds just left. And then I talked to my mom about that and all over Los Angeles and the San Fernando Valley, they just let the birds go. They did? All the parrots, everything. Were, uh, there was a big thing for years, people trying to catch all these exotic birds, the thousands of them all huh. over the valley because they just, Bush Gardens just closed it up, drained the water, and told everyone, cut down the trees. There so were the, no environmentalists. No, then. the birds just left. They had nowhere to go. I would rather them do that. They were living free. Well, yeah, until cats ate them and stuff, I guess. Well, I guess so. I guess Kids so. with BB guns in the valley. All right. Well, this podcast was fun. It was different. It was answering questions. It was the worst podcast ever. Okay. Well, according to you. How long have we been doing everyone, it? Everyone is the um, hour and seven minutes. Mm, hour and 12 minutes. Oh, I was close. No, you're close when you're one minute off. This one was oh a little my bit God. further. You know what? Did you say who... Uh, you didn't say who sponsored us in this oh, podcast. shit. I didn't. So go ahead. Loud Trouble LLC. Big heavy movers coast to coast. Not for your grandma's little red wagon toting her flowers around. No, 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 no. You want to move half a city? These are your guys. How's that? Uh, that was good. All right, everyone. Gen X mom is out. We'll see you next week. Gen X dad is almost out. Thank you for listening. Wherever you tuned in from around the planet, AM, FM, Sirius, XM, or perhaps on the Armed Service Radio Network. Remember, wherever you go, there you are. And I'll catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs>